Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oh, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 417. We're getting to numbers I can't even count. Past 434, I'm going to be in a world of trouble. But for the time being, I can still count that high. I'm your host, Christian Piles, joined as always and forever by my mainest man in Easton, Pennsylvania. He and Kyle got on text this morning, said, hey, let's break out the quarter zips. Same one. Are we really? Yep. I can't see Willie, so. Yeah. Yep. Flow wrestling. Top of the morning. Quarter zip. We're wearing the same thing. Looking sharp. I mean. I gave mine. We look hot, so. It's a it's a I'm really cool. Hot. It's a really cool um, quarter zip. I had one, and then I guess I can tell this story. Yeah, go know. ahead. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to tell it. Sometimes you can, sometimes you can't. I had that exact same beautiful A6 quarter zip from Flow Wrestling. And then our main man, Martin, um. He yeah. he's like, the green is not quite right. He's like, what is that? It's not. I'm like, ah, uh, Asics gave us th- these. He's like, it's not our green. I'm like, okay. He's like, he, he said he said burn it. <laughs> he goes, but it's intense. He's not joking. He's like, burn it. I'm like, okay. He's like, if we don't have a brand, what do we have? I'm like, all right. So I gave mine back. Immediately, you guys were not around for that. Uh, no, I no, was around I for was, that. Well, I'm, I mean, was, you worked here. And we but... all faked. We faked it. I was yeah. like, "Yeah, send this back." And then I put him in my trunk, and I was like, "I'm wearing this thing. I'm wearing." Because it we were told that if we gave him back, we would get new ones. Yeah, and I knew that would not happen, so I did not return Definitely any of it. it. That was smart yeah. because they did say we would get new ones, and then they just sent back long sleeve T-shirts, which are a far cry from a. A quarter zip. So I gave mine back. Um, yeah, it's very sad. My wife even has one because they had women's ones. And what are we going to do with the women's one? So I gave one to Katie. And she wears it. She rubs it in my face. Now you two are at it. Anyways, enough quarter zip. How were those Tiff's treats day. yesterday, speaking of your oh, wife? Oh, they were so good. I still got some left. I ate five chocolate chip cookies. It was my uh, 13th <laughs> wedding anniversary yesterday. And my wife sent me Tiff's treats. If you don't know what those are, they're the best cookies ever. And I ate some. I shared some, and uh, ate five. Have a few left. To my left is Daniel Roy Lobdell Jr. It is sweater season, especially for Dan. It's often sweater season for Dan. He's a very cold-natured person. I am. And we've got to keep him under eighty, huh? We've got to keep him alive. It was uh, fifty-four in the car this morning. It was a little chilly. Yep, I needed a, a sweatshirt. Well, a lot of outer, a lot of garment talk 
here. Mm-hmm. Uh, Garment Talk Radio Live, but let's talk about some wrestling things. Textile Radio Live. Textile Radio Live. That is probably still open. <laughs> One time, Bootleg, the podcast, was um, a very contentious battle for who had the Bootleg podcast. Flow Sports won over ESPN. Score one for the home team. But Textile Radio like Live, I, I think, is still still available for now. For now. Okay. Ohio State wrestle-offs are happening Thursday. And get this, just like last year, live on Flow Sports, uh, flowwrestling.org. I was really hoping Sorry, I almost <laughs> Sometimes I put in fake links in the docs. Flowsports.tv. Yeah. So live on Flow, Ohio State's wrestle-offs. Now, we won't have Sasso Hayes. I think that one's going to get settled in the Thunderdome, known as the Michigan State Open. But the other ones we should have. Mm-hmm. So, very excited for, for those. Last year, uh, you, you guys were so hungry for wrestling. Uh, a lot of you watched those wrestle-offs. I know I'll be watching them next Thursday. So, we'll try to get some more uh, write-ups, some information. Some of the best matches, um, I think Karchla Ethan Smith is on the table. It is. I think... Probably the most interesting thing, though, is Luke Pletcher at 141. Mm-hmm. I know I think Willie mentioned that as a possibility a few weeks ago, um, but now we're seeing that play out, and Decatur probably going to be the guy at 33. He does have to win a wrestle-off, but... Over a Kuntz and an Oldham. Yeah, he's an Iowa kid. So, what do you... 41 is pretty good. I mean, it's interesting to see Dylan D'Amelio down at 41. What do you make of that? It's like just redshirt year, I'm going to be a heavier guy, or do you think he's a 41? Because I thought he was a 33. I thought he was yeah, he's a 41. He's a bigger, He's a, his frame's big. He's lanky, you know? yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so 41, no surprises. So now they have all these 41s. Well, I mean, they, you, got, they got D'Amelio, right, Kenner, Pletcher, J.D. Stickley's not bad. That is pretty. That is pretty interesting. Now that you think about it, though, I mean, if you're you're a true freshman like Decatur, that's a true freshman, and you have the chance to be the starting guy in a really good lineup, you would think if he could make thirty three for a year, he would do it this year, right? Mm-hmm. But some guys really want that red shirt too. But Coach Ryan does not give out red shirts lightly. They are. <laughs> You gotta earn your red shirt here. Yeah, right? it's kind of it's a uh, earn it, but it's like I don't know. I think only certain guys. He's like, I think it's like a trust thing almost, or, or something like. Well, I just <clears throat> I think I based on the last I don't know pick however many years, Coach Ryan and Ohio State has been has said we are going to go put out our best team. Mm-hmm. Red shirts be damned, and. I kind of like that because I advocate. I think sometimes it's smarter, um, and every kid's different. But I think sometimes it's smarter to use your redshirt later on in your career. I think sometimes it's smart to just go all in because you can plan and do all these things, and then guys grow or guys get hurt or they fall out of love with wrestling, and all these bad things happen. And so it's like, well, I know I have this right now. I I think I'll have this in 2023, but I might not. So I'm just going to do this now, and. It's worked. I mean, they've won a team trophy five straight years. Whoa. I didn't realize it was that. That's insane. Okay, so 125, uh, Malik, who would he potentially be wrestling in the final? Jacob know. Decatur yeah. or Hunter Lucas? Yeah. Okay. Then 33. Give a little scroll. I'm just looking straight off. 
So Jordan Decatur will get the winner of Dylan Coots, Nick Oldham, as we previously mentioned. Okay, feel like it'll be Decatur there. And 41, Kinner. Shout out to my guy. Shout out to my guy, Anthony Ralph, by the way. Because when, when you say a name like Nick Oldham, I mean, you don't see a whole lot of Iowa guys go to uh, Ohio. And I think that Oldham was a pretty good find, like under the radar type. And also the kid from Utah, like 57. I mean, th these are guys that, uh, these are guys that, you know, not traditionally pipelines for, um, you know, Utah and Iowa usually don't go to Iowa, but I think you can probably, or Ohio State, I think you can probably credit Anthony Ralph for finding these under the radar type guys um, to come to Ohio State. We will probably credit Anthony Ralph for any and all recruits. Uh, okay. So that's 33, 41. Now, some of these are happening today. Yes. The prelims. Prelims. The pre-wrestle-off limbs. So we could see a D'Amelio Kinner semi today, and then the winner gets Pletcher I'm on the 24th. How that goes. <clears throat> yeah, seriously. 49, Sasso. Uh, he'll have some matches, but no Keyshawn. Keyshawn's still recovering from, I guess he had surgery. <laughs> I thought it was funny. Um, they When they posted the bracket, they're like, Keyshawn will return to action on November 2nd. I'm like, well, there's no returning because the season hasn't started yet. But I understood what they're saying as far as, like, he's off the map. It was just an interesting way to word it. But I think I think he ends up being going up to 57. Okay. Right? Whoa, you do? Well, yeah, you think he does. I'm surprised he's not down at 41, although I suppose it's possible he outgrew that. As he tried to grow into 57 last year? Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. So that's 49. 57. Cleary, Jade Maddox looks like the final to me. Uh, that's an interesting match to me. Maddox really good on top. I think Cleary's had better results so far. Uh, the highlight being a win over Will Luan. But, you know, neither of these guys are, you know, look like they're poised to place this year. And as you mentioned, could see Keyshawn come and take this spot. Mm -hmm. Feel free to jump in there, guys. I'm just, I'm just literally reading names. Um, Karchla Smith, I think this is the juiciest. I think, well, I think Maddox has the upside. I think, like, if you if you roll with Cleary, I mean, Cleary might be better, but Cleary doesn't give me any indication that he's going to AA. Whereas Maddox, I think over the course of a season, he he has the higher upside. There's a point in time where mostly you had, because <clears throat> of it's Matt Game. There's a point in time you had Jade Maddox number one in the 157 prospect rankings. It's because it was Matt game. Yep. Okay. We'll, we'll see how that Matt game works. Uh, Thursday, Karchless Smith. Do you think they – this is – I mean, I guess it makes sense to have him wrestle off and stuff, but do you think Karchless is in play to wrestle this year? Yeah, that that was – two things are interesting about this. Number one, I thought Karchless was like 100% a redshirt guy, and Ethan Smith – coming down weight he was 182 in high school he was 174 last year now they got him down to 165 wait till next year <laughs> going 57 57 him and Keyshawn meeting in the middle 84 wrestling a 38 for the 157 spot no I will will answer this any of you well it doesn't necessarily mean that he's wrestling just because he's in these right things right 
I mean, I don't right. assume not. I don't no, think yeah, it does. Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't mean that. But it is interesting. I mean, what if he wins, too, you know? Yeah, if he wins, it's like, okay. Yeah, he could just lose, and then it's like the obvious red shirt. But mm-hmm. I do to win or lose, excuse me. I could see Karchler winning this match. I'm really maybe mm-hmm. too maybe too high on him, but I'm especially high on him. I just think he's really, really going to be tough at the next level, which is the level he's currently at. 74, Romero will get the winner of Rocky Jordan and Fritz Sherrill. Um, I'm interested to see what... Yeah, I'm really interested uh, uh, to see what Rocky, Rocky Jordan looks Raccoon. like. Yeah, I think I, I mean, think it's Rocky. Really don't know. I haven't seen him for quite a while. I also think that and we're gonna get to eighty four in a second, but I think that Rocky and Gavin Gavin's at eighty four, he's the favorite to win that spot. I think both of them ultimately end up going up. For sure. For like sure. Rocky to eighty four and Gavin to ninety seven. How do you know? When is the last time you saw Rocky? Everything I've heard is Rocky Jordan looks enormous. Really? Yes. And, I mean, Gavin was a Gavin was a 220 that became a 195 in high school, and then when he went 184, we're all like, uh, "Okay, didn't know that was possible." It's a little. Uh, I wonder about Gavin down this far in weight, you know, because I I wonder if some of his it's almost a little Renan-ish, right? Like, guy was really good against all the other upper weights in high school. But then at 95, okay, 95 is probably like his sweet spot. And then 84, it's a different level of athlete relative to, you know, what the 97s and 95s were in, in high school. And I, I always really liked Hoffman. His results haven't necessarily been there at this point collegiately, freestyle-wise. But so I'm, he's one guy I'm most curious to see. How does he look this year? Is he will pretty clearly be the guy. I don't think he's too big for it. I just wonder if, like – the competition at the way will he doesn't match up as well yeah i'm i don't know i thought he was going to be too big for it really i just used 220 as a sophomore well sometimes yeah. sometimes uh you just big you just go up yeah high, yeah well that but also it's like do you want to start or do you want to be you figure some things out if you're staring at the bench right because colin moore's in your well, they, yeah, and they were staring way. at this situation. They were staring at this situation for a couple of years. Like they knew this was going to be the thing, right? And, Ga- and Gavin gonna, knew too, right? Yeah. When he committed, yeah, he Colin had arrived. A, if he was going to start as a freshman, he was going to have to go eighty-four for at least a year. So, um, you know, I, I was with Nomad. I, I was actually dubious that he could ever wrestle eighty-four. Um, like, how's he going to do that? The kid was. Wrestling 220 as a sophomore at Fargo. Um, but when I – looking at him now, I almost could see him holding 84. He doesn't look that – he look he looks right for the weight. Man, now. and he made 84, one, two, three, four, five, at least six times last year. Yeah, yeah and what, do you, what did he wrestle in, like, Vegas? He didn't wrestle he, – did he wrestle 92? No, he wrestled 86. 86? Yeah, so, he, so... He's right there. Right? So it's probably not even going to be a thing. So his losses last year were to Mason Reinhardt, who's good. Drew Foster, he won national. Um, Emery Parker, very good. He almost beat Emery Parker, no, actually. Great match. great match. So maybe I'm 
kind of misremembering his results a little bit. It's a, he had a really good year. He was 25-3 and three as a redshirt at 184. So, he's, so I'm going to say he's going to have a good year for yeah. the Buckeye squad. <laughs> he beat Brandon Crone, who's not bad, twice. Uh, Lafragola. He beat Jack Jessen by um, – I'm pretty sure he teched him at one point. So, yeah. No, he just beat him straight up 6-2. So, yes. Okay. Getting more excited about Gavin Hoffman by the second. Colin Moore, prob- back on board. probable starter. And heavyweight Chase Singletary versus um, Except be Kirk Fleet at some point TDB. But no time, no time soon because – U23s. Greg's got to go in early. When are U23s? December? Next weekend. Okay. <laughs> Good. They're going to knock those out before the start <laughs> of the new year. I, th- I thought they were just going to have a, someone be the 2019 and 2020 champion at the same. You can just knock out both tournaments, but got it. Just that late October sweet spot. And then also remember to kick off every day with Ohio eggs. Yeah. that's. Hey, I, I do. I love starting the day with Ohio eggs. That's on the... Ohio State wrestling. Is wrestling. Ohio known for its eggs? What are we talking about? Not that I'm there's aware. an ad at the button. So there's an article on OhioStateBuckeyes.com where we are looking at these brackets. And then at the bottom, it says kick off every day with Ohio eggs. There's an ad for visit us at OhioEggs.com. And I did not know that Ohio was known for its eggs, and now I'm a little thrown off. I didn't either. I'll tell I you what. Lived there for a little oh, bit. Oh, here we go. Hey, Keto Corner, what's up? <laughs> Number one. I don't know that Ohio is big on eggs, but number two, I've eaten so many freaking eggs. I love them. I love them too, but I mean, good gravy. Give me a piece of toast with it. <laughs> you can, Willie, you can, you can <laughs> enter ketosis and have some carbs. I don't do it. Okay. Well, you're, you're, ex- you're extreme keto, which the fact that you would take the yeah. extreme route is not surprising, but just know. <laughs> You can have some carbohydrates. It's really fine. I've seen Colby Paxton do it. I've seen him. And you should see this guy's biceps. <laughs> out, of, out of control. Uh, okay. So that's that. Willie's really eating a lot of eggs. What are everyone's thoughts on... So Ohio State is doing theirs publicly, right? Um, North Carolina was pumping theirs up. Iowa State was pumping theirs up. And a lot of teams do... They don't necessarily wrestle off their you know, team color A versus team color B. So everybody gets a public look. But some teams don't like doing public wrestle-offs. What, what? It's, I get it. I don't know if I get it. Like, uh, I will not say the names of the teams. But like a lot, they'll 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 have wrestle-offs, but it won't be any ones that matter. It'll be the ones that don't matter. The ones that matter, they'll do in the room. So Why? Yeah, it's like they just want to give their fans like the first look. Hey, look, here's our guys. Let's get excited for the season. Come watch these matches that don't matter and are are a foregone conclusion. Oh, the ones you want to see, are gonna be held in practice, bud. They're in practice. Well, I'm. I don't. I don't see the harm in, in having the wrestle offs publicly. I. The thing I support the most is the not letting them be the determining factor of who the starter is. I think that's who gives you the first. Maybe you win the rest off, you get the first matches, you get you start the first duels, it's a starting point, but ultimately you should make that decision based on tournament results. Well, I, f- I feel like that's why it's okay that they're public. Because yeah. it's like this won't be the wholly determining thing. I mean, I don't know. I mean, it, 
coaches can do whatever they want. I just be, because pretty much most coaches agree that there should be a variety of things that go into selecting the person. I think it does make more sense to, to do it publicly, but uh, that's my two cents. How about Missouri had a black and gold duel on Saturday and did not put results out for it? Really? Really. Wow. Secrets. But they yeah. like, but they publicized it and they posted. Yeah, you could you could have gone it. and watched it and they put like a little minute like little highlight video out, but there's no results to be found. Well, maybe they just didn't remember to post them. I don't think they're like hiding <laughs> yeah. it, right? It's like it's very possible that the SID just didn't like publish the results, right? I, I guess. Like, why would you be an SID and not do that? Yeah, I don't know. You would think they would that people would want to know, but who knows? <coughs> okay, that's wrestle off corner. Yeah, that's the news. Everyone's favorite corner. Okay, so we had all this RTC stuff in here, and then Nomad yeah. has all these secret sources that he will not reveal. Yeah, this could go. Punch him. Yeah, I I'm not gonna punch him, but kind of want to. But just to get you up to speed, there was these proposals put out that were gonna be voted on and change NCAA rule and it's all the RTC stuff we've been discussing. Nomad took off his shoes and socks and wrote an entire article breaking down this <laughs> scenario and the situations. Kyle Brackey can confirm the shoe socks situation. He was really worked up. He, he wor couldn't find an outlet that would charge his computer. Oh. His shoes and socks came off. Yeah, then it was, there was a whole no, thing. There was no Chick-fil-A sauce. Oh, well, yeah. He turned into sauce no. mad. I'll tell you why I wanted to punch him because I was all excited to talk about the RTC stuff and then 30 seconds before the show he's like yeah we shouldn't talk about these so, well he's like these are dead that's not happening right so why don't you why don't you summarize Willie or Nomad just what was proposed and then what's not happening okay yeah. Willie you so, got the point so I mean if Nomad has a source that says these are dead in the water um, I believe him but I still think they're worth talking about, right? Um, there were three, there were, there were a slew, like 35 pages of new NCAA rules proposals sent to the NCAA for consideration. Three items were sent for wrestling regarding RTCs. Um, two of them, okay, one was sent by the MAC, one was sent by Big 12, and one was sent by who, Gnomes? SoCon. SoCon. What was the other? <clears throat> SoCon. All right. So SoCon and Big 12, to me, had very little discernible difference, unless I'm missing something. Um, both of them said, essentially, and, and I didn't like them. I, to me, it didn't make any sense. Both of them said that uh, you could not participate in a state, national, international <laughs> training developmental program. Um, which I don't understand because how I read it, I'm, I'm reading it and I'm like, oh, that means that Mason Paris cannot be coached by Sean Bourmet. That uh, means that at junior, um, at junior Worlds or whatever. Yeah, at Junior Worlds and under this proposal, also at the RTC, at the Michigan RTC, it also means at the OTC, Sean Bourmet can't go to the OTC. Um, and so I, I, I didn't get that at all. I mean, why would I, – I, I can understand if you want to say cadet, and I'll get to that in a second, but junior, right? Mason Paris was on a junior team. He was already in the school for a year. 
that's not interfering with any recruiting situation at all. Um, yeah. The MAC proposal, the MAC proposal to me made but the I most think what sense. But I think what they maybe just to play devil's advocate, okay, yeah, sure, you're <clears throat> coaching Mason Paris, but you're going to be at this camp where all these other kids that are still able, to, PSAs that are able to be recruited that are not on teams, you're going to be around all of them. So they could be saying, yeah, sure, you can yeah, coach Mason. But just, it also said, right, but it also said it didn't differentiate. It said Olympic. It, it said Olympic in there, too. So Kale Sanderson can't coach David Taylor. Should he make the Olympics? I mean, John Smith can't coach Dayton Fix. Should he make the Olympics? I mean. Is that true? That was in there, too. That's saying. Well, that I don't, there. There's, there's three tiers of proposals. The when you look at the so forty nine proposal forty nine was the one that was sent by the Big Twelve, which is something that we had kind of talked about previously. That the Big Twelve had sent some letters to the NCAA, and they you know were the ones kind of a couple coaches leading the charge at the NWCA convention. The Big Twelve one was the one that was the most stringent in terms of you know if it were to go through, it would it would create the most change from the current setup of RTCs. That one has since been withdrawn. And all of these, number one, you can find all of these online because I was sent them and then I found them from the NCAA website, so they <laughs> matched up. Uh, but basically, that's that's the one that Willie's talking about where... Yeah, an athletics I, department staff member may not participate in recognized state, regional, national, or international training programs or competitions organized and administered by the governing body. Point two... Well, hold on. The, you missed the national... important part. That include prospective student athletes. So that part is, you cannot coach Cadet Worlds. You cannot coach at Cadet Worlds camps. You cannot go to RTC practices that have athletes who are not signed to NLIs, who are not who are yeah, still in high this school. Is, this is this is the part that gets me though. Olympic and national team development programs may not include a coach and student athlete from the same institution. I don't get, I don't right, get which that. is one we talked about earlier. So, you know, Dayton Fix was the only college eligible guy on the team under that. No Oklahoma State coaches. If it had passed, the rule change would be I, that no Oklahoma State coaches can I know. coach him. I know, but what is the harm? An institution, a, a coach and an athlete from the same institution. So you're telling me that they purposely wrote in there like they don't want Sean Bormack coaching Mason Paris at Junior Worlds. They don't want. Brett Metcalf coaching David Carr at Junior World? I, don't, I mean, I don't get that. That that was a proposal, yes. But again, that one's <clears throat> that one's been withdrawn. And that that one that one I understand what you're saying like that one's hard to swallow, right? Because you know Mike Ray and Yanni have this very close relationship. If this were, you know, had gone through, then you would remove those two from being able to, you know, there'd be no freestyle for Mike Gray with Yanni. At least until he graduates. I mean, mm -hmm. look at the. Well, look, look, look at the, look at Worlds this year, and then look at the coaches. I mean, now Burroughs and Green aren't in college, but uh, I guess a lot of them are in college. But right, it's a, it's a good point with. Uh, you know Ray, what made me mad? And written, that's written in here. It's like so much a, um, you can tell it's so agenda driven, right? It's not about. I'll just read it. Regional training centers are being used to circumvent NCAA legislation and have become major recruiting tools. Based on what? 
Based on what have they been? Uh, are they being used to circumvent? That's just that's just the thing everyone likes to say. Okay, everyone keeps um, saying that. Yeah, every. Uh, I mean, a couple months ago, I was raging about it. Oh, they're they're using them to recruit. I mean, who went? Prove it. Who went to uh, somewhere that they wouldn't have gone otherwise? Anyway, the only thing I like about it is I, I, there are coaches, when they say development programs, there are guys, and I don't blame I don't blame any, any single one of them. Let's say Ryan Morningstar on the staff for Iowa Fargo team. And Brett Metcalf on the staff for Fargo team. And Gabe Dean on the staff for PA's Fargo team. That gets a little dicey, right? Yeah, I mean, that sure. gets a little... Um, I'll never like, I mean, forget my first for time instance, I went to Fargo. I was like, Tony Ramos, what are you doing? You get to coach all these guys? And, like, Frank Beasley, all these yeah. D1 coaches, I'm like, okay. Well, that, <clears throat> but that's something that's long been allowed with the NCAA. So I know, but it's crazy. I know, so the... Essentially, kind of the they're it, it's kind of misguided, right? Because they're like aiming the wording at USA, but it yeah. seems as though well, they I should kind of more be mad with the NCAA and lobby the NCAA for, which I guess is what they are doing here. But let's assume that the Big Twelve coaches, John Smith, Kevin Dresser, other guys, let's let's assume like they drafted this. Let's let's think what they're getting at. Maybe that's. And actually, I talked to Dresser about this. I mean, it's a what's a what's the term for it? It's a Brent Metcalf is on the Fargo team because Ryan Morningstar is on the Fargo team, and they don't really want him on the Fargo team. But if they don't send somebody on the Fargo team, then the other one has an advantage, right? Yeah. The other one gets to be around those guys. So let's just cut it off at the at its head and not let any of those guys go, which I think is a good thing because it's it's getting. It's getting ridiculous. Now, Ryan Morningstar is a Iowa guy. But, like, last year, I mean, Pennsylvania, and, and surprise, surprise, Pennsylvania, why do they want to be on the Team PA? Because they have good <clears throat> recruits, right? I mean, Gabe Dean, I love you. I gave you, I think I gave you a flow shirt last week. I think it was, I, wow. you had a flow shirt before I did because I if, gave it to you. If anyone questioned your love, now we know. But, I mean, let's let's be clear. Gabe Dean isn't from PA, never lived in PA, but was on the PA staff. Doesn't coach uh, in PA. No. So, um, we all get it. They're doing, it's legal, so you do it to get an advantage. We get it. But if, like, Rich Bender and USA Wrestling were smart, instead of getting this pushback from the states, that, that would be one concession that they could make, right? Yeah, like, and not that it's up to Rich Bender, but yeah, like yeah, let that go. No, no more, no more coaches from out of state at at a Fargo thing, because the alternative is they, these guys are trying to push legislation that's not allowing Sean Bourmet to coach Mason Paris, who's been in his college room for a year. Yeah, I mean, there's also though that then. I mean, th there's a other side to that, which is then you just have an inherent recruiting advantage by just existing as a school in one of those states. And so, 
Like if uh, if, uh, a, if a state that doesn't have a good Fargo team, but has colleges and those coaches so are only what? allowed to coach. I'm just there's there's two sides of that though. Will. So what? I'll and it's tell you also what? completely legal Keith by the Gavin, NCAA. Keith Gavin at Pitt, Brad Dillon at Lehigh Valley Athletic Club. Guess what? They're coaching kids at club practices. I, I mean, there's there's or at least there's kids in their club practices in their room, right? I mean, no, they don't like that. Look, that's what they're trying to get rid of, I think, too. Yeah, I know. I, I just, I mean, it's a little disingenuous when, what, you know. I mean, even like Tony Ramos. Tony Ramos doesn't pound the kids in Illinois. I mean, this is a couple of years ago. I don't think Tony has done it for a couple of years. Um, it's just we all know what's going on there, right? Yeah. So. Um, I, I'm cool if you want to get rid of if you want to say listen if you don't live in that state you can't coach on their national teams I'm alright with that I'm just not okay with Mike Gray not being able to coach Yanni Dakamahalas but then like what's the what's the limit though like Tony's from Illinois right but he coaches North Carolina well he's saying he's saying no, none of that I know We're, I'm just there's there's degrees to it that like well, what's the line? No, Guys no, have he, ties to a lot of different No, he's states. saying no Fargo. No, don't care where you're from, where you coach. No no more Fargo. He's saying that's totally fine. There's no line. He's saying a senior level team member should be able to be coached by their college coach. Yeah. Well, that's not going to – well, yeah. It's the, the only ones that will affect are guys who are still in college who make that, which is a small number. But, yes, that would – that is something they would like to see changed. So basically, they wrote it up, but nothing really major is going to change from from all this. So well, the, push. the the um, the big the Mac one or the Brian Smith or I, I thought that one was the one that made sense. That one was just like prospective athletes, right? Like that's the only one. If I read it fully and correctly, uh, what is it? Basic okay. Athletics department staff member may not participate in recognized state, regional, national, or international training programs or competitions organized and administered by the applicable governing body, provided all prospective student athletes participating in the program are contactable individuals. Basically, it's saying, you know, if you if you can contact them, then who cares? If they're if they're juniors, who cares? Which mm-hmm. I'm down with. I mean that makes sense. That doesn't prevent doesn't prevent anybody from tampering. They can contact them anyway. It's basically saying, you know what? It's basically saying you can't be on like the cadet teams. You can't coach the cadet teams, and I'm fine with that. Yeah the the MAC one is the one that when kind of the the first wave of stuff started happening that was the first thing that i heard that the changes that people were supporting the greatest impact would be on freshmen and sophomores right cadet 16u eligible type guys yeah which is which is but, completely fine i mean but the reason that and and the the socon one was Prospective student athletes, so all grades in high school, and the MAC one is contactable individuals. So, guys after June fifteenth, in between sophomore going into junior year, can still do RTC practice and all that stuff. Um, 
But both of these, my understanding is both of these cannot be voted on because they contradict current NCAA legislation, that being local sports clubs, which is what we talked about the first time around with all this, which is that you're allowed to do all these things under the purview of local sports clubs. So basically it sounds like not a whole lot is going to be changed unless they can drastically rewrite these in the next nine days. And then they still have to be passed by the legislative committee. So, so it's all but good. I think coaches are still going to have discussions about these. They just um, – they're going to need to do it through the lens of compliance officers and working with them. So that's that. We talked about changes that are not going to happen. But <laughs> it's good to know what was being discussed, right? So there's that. Well, anyways. it's going to come up. I, I, yeah. I think it was good to talk about what's being discussed and what's not. And, uh, you know, we made our, we made it clear. I, I want RTCs to s- stick around and I want them to stick around as an RTC and not a uh, local sports club. Um, but they're obviously, there has to be some give and take and there probably should be, there probably should be some measures taken. Um, to make sure everybody falls in line and, and also to make sure schools and and coaches are not in uh, any danger of breaking compliance roles, yeah. which vary from school to school. So the interpretation varies from school to school. Um, but I, I think it's a good starting point. Okay, let's move on to our countdown. We've been doing the countdown, been learning about the teams. If you haven't been listening, welcome. We talk about wrestling in here mostly, sometimes clothes. And we've been counting down the top 20 NCAA teams, and we've made it all the way to number 11, sort of. Now, the rankings have been updated and changed, but we're going oh, conti- to continue with this order. because um, A few things got jostled around. Iowa State would be in this range, but we did them last time, so you can go back and listen to them. So we're going to go over the former ele- number 11, number 10, number 9, which would be Minnesota, <laughs> UNI, and Nebraska starting with Coach Eggum's Golden Gophers, who will roll out uh, this team approximately. Here we go. Pat McKee at 125. 133, Jack Gilva. 41, Mitch McKee. 49, Brayton Lee. What? Gleva. Oh. Well, I just typed it in there, Ron. Also Jake. What did I say, Jack? Yeah. Well, okay. Jack Gilva. Jack Gilva. <laughs> hey, don't <laughs> sleep on Jack, though. He's got a shot. No. I'm somewhat illiterate. It's it's really fine. 49, Brayton Lee. 57, Carson Brolsma. Now I'm really taking my time. 65, Jake Allar. 74, Skaska. 84, Webster. 97, transfer Hunter Ritter. 285, Gable Stevenson. Okay. Now, how are we feeling about this squad? If you want to know their, their schedule, they've got Cliff Keene, South Beach, for tournaments, and they've got Oklahoma State, Wisconsin, uh, Michigan, Ohio State, Penn State, Iowa, and Nebraska for Jeez. their super salty duels. Yeah, they are they are going to be tested. Their duel schedule is crazy. Totally crazy. So, um, thoughts on this squad, Willie? I see. Like, I, I don't know. I don't think it's as I don't think it's as good of a Minnesota team as typical. Uh, you know, I, like McKee's McKee's a proven kind of guy. I see a lot of hits and misses in here. 
I do too. I, when I look at this team, I see best case, um, probably four AAs and a champ, right? Yeah, with that's pretty good. With that's really good. That's why it's best case. It's it's really good. Mitch really Bra- good, Mitch Brayton, Skatska, and Gable are who I can see on the podium. Ritter's talented, right. but I've just we've just never seen it manifest itself into any results. I mean, he's beaten some guys, but he's never really put it together. It's his last year transfer. I think, you know, he'll do well at Minnesota, but we haven't seen that yet. I don't. I don't see. I don't think McKee, Pat McKee, is ready to jump into that top eight yet. I think he might need another year or so. Um, Jake Gleva, who I'm clearly very familiar with, um, I'm not sure about. And yeah, Alar was a guy I really liked coming out of high school, but that hasn't really manifested itself either. I think he's been hurt what? for a while, also. Like we why didn't is, see uh, for a little bit. Why is Gleva starting? I've, like they brought in like a million lightweights in the past couple years. Okay, well let's look at their uh, Minnesota wrestling roster. Who who else could it be? I'm not married to 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 Gleva. Could be someone else. Very realistically. Oh. So other 33s they've listed, Jake Leva, C.B.S. Swiggum, Marcus Polanco. Swiggum and Polanco are both slash 141s. And the only 25s listed are Pat McKee and Matt Ramos, both of whom, in my opinion, are too small to go 133. Yeah, Ramos, a true freshman. Got to figure he'll redshirt. Anywho. So, yeah, I think, I mean, Seabass maybe, right? But I don't see, I don't know. Is there, is there a big discernible difference between those guys, Willie? Well, I mean, Gleva's really young. I don't. I didn't really pay attention to his year last year. He was twenty and nine, but he wrestled not a lot of. I don't. He probably that's, wrestled like not a lot of D one guys. Well, that's okay. Um. Okay. All right. No more thirty three talk. What other thoughts about the the Gophers, Kyle Bracky, Stephen? Uh, I think you guys nailed a lot of young guys, um, but I really can't wait to see Brayton Lee this year. Um, Mitch McKee with some guys redshirting at forty one could be a guy that could maybe make the finals. Yeah, good point. Um, and I loved what we saw from Skatska at the end of the year last season. It'd be really interesting to see if he can jump up into that top four tier continue to build on what he did last year so brutal schedule solid team uh some high points some questionable weights and that's the golden gophers number 10 northern man, we, iowa man we really roll through i mean well it seemed like there wasn't a lot of interest i'm gonna keep it there, moving <clears throat> jump in jump in anytime I mean, okay so you have gable who you know a lot of people felt he underperformed last year getting third. Um, and then with the summer he's had, there's a lot of, you know, curiosity about what he's going to do this year. Um, all the reports I got Super 32 is Ritter looks great in the room, which a lot of guys have looked great in the room over the years. Um, but this is his last shot. And then, but then guys like uh, Skatska and McGee finally, you know, they, they made jumps last year. Uh, and then, yeah, Braden Lee is, is a title contender right away. So I don't know. I feel like, there's a there's a um, kind of a lot of intrigue with with this team, and then coming in they got uh, Aaron Nagao, I mean, Danny th- Strigao, and Isaiah Salazar. Hmm. I don't know. I think if you if you removed 
Gable from this lineup, I don't think it's a, I don't, I don't think it's close to a top ten. Well, yeah, they're eleventh. Yeah, yeah, but I'll, I mean, I don't know. Nomad sounds like, a little bit more optimistic than I do. I feel like that's the case with a lot of schools, though. Will like, I I don't know. I mean, I think it's I think it's by reputation. I think it's a little lighter of a of a lineup than what we're used to seeing out of Minnesota. Agreed. Okay, number ten, you and I will roll out the following. One twenty-five, Jake uh, Jacob Schwarm. Thirty-three from Austin, Texas, Jack Skalarczyk. Forty-one, Michael Blockus. Forty-nine, Max Thompson. Fifty-seven, kind of a grab bag. Holschlag, Moore, um, someone else, Geertz maybe. Sixty-five, Bryce Steyer. Seventy-four, Keegan Moore. Eighty-four, Taylor Luan. Ninety-seven, Jacob Holschlag back, and uh, number twenty, Carter Isley at heavyweight rounds out this team. CKLV, you and I open in Midlands for tournaments and for duels, Northwestern, Nebraska, Missouri, Oklahoma State, Iowa State, Wisconsin, and then some Big 12 action for Coach Schwab's Panthers, Panther Train. Now, this team, a little similar to, um, they, they maybe they have more guys than, than Minnesota, but they don't have that big, big, um, Joker card like Gable that's going to score a guaranteed lot of points. They have a lot of guys that could score points, but they have a lot of guys. Mm-hmm. They're they're going to have a lot around of twelve matches. They're going to either win them or lose them, right? Um, yeah. So they could. I mean, you know, someone like Taylor Luhan. I mean, how close has that guy been? Holschlag. I think we feel of of the people. You have to feel the most confident in him placing and placing high. He definitely has that uh, that potential. 197 is a good weight for him, and it's going to be relatively open apart from apart from Colin, right? Steyer's been right there. Thompson's been on the podium. Four top eight guys, which is one more than Minnesota has. And so so for me, with you and I, it's like they're it's if they can get everyone because everyone's yeah. had like good tournaments on this team. Right, That's the Thompson's thing. had his his freshman year, and I don't think he's made it back. And Keegan's, or excuse me, Luhan's been right there, but never gotten over the hump. And Holschlag had his, but when Holschlag when he plays, someone else didn't. So it's like, can they all at the same time, those same mm-hmm. three days, have the big tournaments? And if they can, they're going to be maybe better than right. the top ten team. But if not, well, if you're just getting round of twelve to death, and you get one guy through, it's just not, uh, you know, it's tough to do. But they got a guy. They literally had a national champion last year, which I think for for that team has to mean so much. And to see um, how that manifests itself is that something that you build off of coming into this year? Yeah, and even you know, belief is a powerful thing. They saw their teammate do it. Come March, they you know they know if they they could do it too. Wait, was was there um, was I just Matching this or dreaming. Was there talk about Thompson going 57? I cannot stop getting DM'd about this, but he's not. I just asked this morning. Yeah, I don't know. I saw it somewhere, too. I'm, I'm seeing it everywhere, but he's not, according to coaching staff. So, I don't know. I don't know where that's coming from, but he's going 49. 
which I think makes sense. I never found him to be particularly big. And looking yeah. at 149 this year, Thompson's a factor there, right? Mm-hmm. Why go up? Um, as uh, CP said, the this is kind of a bit of a transition year because they're, you're going to get the last year out of that really strong recruiting class, right, with Lujan, uh, Steyart, and Thompson that was supposed to carry the program and has. Um, and then you have a group of redshirt freshmen coming in who – are going to provide depth or are going to challenge for spots who may end up taking control of some spots, right? Um, we all have Shoreham as the starter, but Piscogli is pretty good. It might push him. Um, Skudlarzic, could Drew Bennett end up taking that spot? Blockus, it seems like, does have the spot at 141, but so you have all these 2018 like guys who are kind of going to decide where Northern Iowa goes this year. You like, like Blockus? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think he's a hard worker that uh... – I'm really excited to see. I mean, the strides he made between, like, sophomore and junior, junior and senior year um, were very good. And so I'm optimistic. Uh, I'm, I'm really excited to see his, his college career really, you know, start. Let's see. He was 20-4 and four last year. Uh, one, two, three, four and two at Midlands. Um, his losses were Murin and Yaya. I, I mean, I think he's, I think it's a good prospect. And then looking at who they got, uh, coming in, Adam Allard, Kale Happel, Wade Mitchell, Ethan Basile. So they're getting, getting guys out of Florida. Then Snodgrass, the biggest one, in my opinion, out of 2020, uh, he, when he committed there, that one just made a whole lot of sense to me. Um, an Ohio kid that kind of, I believe, fits in very well with their culture. And then they have a 2021 commit from Kansas in uh, Jared Sima. So they've already kind of got a good, a big group of guys. Um, curious to see if they can land maybe one more big-time kid a la, you know, Snodgrass, that, kind of that level or higher on the big board. They will. I mean, Roper's – Roper's great at identifying talent and and guys that specifically fit their program. Did you go over their schedule? I did. Cause yep. it's, it's hard it's early. Really tough. Yeah. Go <laughs> ahead. The, the, well, just the first month and a half, right? With Harold Nichols, Northwestern, um, the host Nebraska. Me and Mike Mal be there. CKLV, you and I open into Midlands. That's a tough first semester. Yeah. Like that. That'll that'll make a man out of you. Wow. Maybe we should all go. Become, and then, and then become, you still have Missouri, Oklahoma State, Iowa State, and Wisconsin on the schedule. Hmm. Yeah, closing out the year uh, at Wisconsin, which is good because I know Bono and Schwab uh, are going to want to beat the crap out of each other. Metaphorically. Maybe they, literally. They maybe won't. Literally. I know they won't. I said, <laughs> I said they should determine choice in the duel by a takedown, and neither of them even – no, so much as interacted with a tweet. I know you saw it. You both <laughs> saw it. And you should do it. They almost got in a fight at Real Pro Wrestling. They're very mad at each other. That was a long time ago. But I think it would be, uh, dude. That would be. I want to talk about get a little spot. It's, the problem is none of them want to give up the takedown here. Who who would get who would get that takedown? Schwab or Bono? Imagine if they had, like you knew that you you know I'm gonna go. Um, I'm gonna go to this duel, and we're gonna get choice by Schwab and Bono are gonna get it. Who's not going? Look, look at. Why does what? this? 
Dan, Dan Dennis is totally unaware that uh, FRL is going on right now. Wow, great phone drop there. Dan Dennis is probably in the mountains, it's in the mountains. of Tennessee somewhere. Okay. So Schwab, Schwab Bono, it's not going to happen. They won't do it. Uh, so that's you and I. Now we'll move on to Willie's, one of his favorite teams. Ooh. Nebraska, like the Nebraska Cornhuskers. I like them this year. This is a good team. Ten All-Americans. Ten AAs. Yeah, pro- well, probably going to happen. Could push for an 11th. <laughs> the problem is, you know, like you were saying with UNI, now Nebraska is a little bit more, um, a little bit, well, a lot more um, uh, sort of consistent in the back half. I just think their back half of their lineup, 65, 74, 84, 97, they're really, really solid. Now, to push for a podium, they're going to have to have more than that. But um, I think when you start with, you know, all four top ten guys back there that I just named, uh, mm-hmm. two of them are All-Americans. So Plus they return – they return four All-Americans, but only three from last year because Ven's A8 as a freshman and not as a sophomore. He was round of 12. I think he got beat by Epperly. Uh-oh. No, not Epperly. No. Uh, Zavatsky. Yeah. <laughs> You got beat by Epperly. Dang. That's the problem. Some shenanigans going Zabatsky, on. on. You got to be feeling good about that if you're a Hokie fan, though. So you know what I mean. here's their lineup. Alex Thompson, Ridge Lovett, top five, guaranteed. Take it to the banks, says <laughs> Willie Saylor. Chad Red, Kevon Davenport, Peyton Robb, Isaiah White, a.k.a. Zay Zay, so nice. 74, Mike Labriola. 84, Taylor Vince. 97, Eric Schultz. Heavyweight David Jensen, Colin Jensen, are they the same person? Have we ever seen no, those two at the same time? I think Colin is still wrestling, guys. I think it's still Colin. He, Kyle? He is. No, it's the same person. It's the same person. Yeah, okay. confirm that. Confirm. Colin changed his name to David. He is the same guy, and uh, he's ranked 13th, which is further evidence that it's the same guy because that's about where you could put Colin at all times. So literally, David. same person, which makes for great continuity at the weight if you just keep the same person. Now, this squad, squad. I, I will – I mean, compared to the, the, the previous two teams, this is I, – I think there's like a you, – you would draw a line here. Like, okay, this is a new tier. This is a new level. This is a team that – I mean, okay, how many title contenders do they have? Maybe not so many, but how many fi- – if Chad Red made a final – Maybe that's crazy, but I don't think that's crazy. I don't think that's totally crazy. I don't think Taylor Vins at this new look 84 with um, is, I mean, Drew Foster won it over Max Dean, right? He's going to be in the mix. Labriola with Zahid out of the mix. Maybe not ready, but maybe. Uh, Isaiah White's right there. So I think they have, they have four or so guys that could really place high, high, top four guys. Well, I like him because they – they have a lot of bullets. And then, you know? and then, yeah. And then that doesn't even get to Ridge, Kevon, Thompson, Rob, who all – they're, well, they're just young dudes, right? Uh, and that's part of that's part chip, of my optimism for, for Nebraska is that Ridge, Kevon, and Peyton, I, I, I think there's – I think there's real optimism there. I think there's, I think that, I mean, they, I think they have a legitimate shot at now. So much depends upon, um, 
making it, right? Taking sixth instead of losing in the blood round. Because it's... How many points is that, Kyle? Or well, like... I mean, if you, two, two and a half. It's like two, two and a half or like eight. Right. So, I mean, I think that those are, those are sort of big numbers. Um, and lo- like you were saying earlier about some teams, sometimes you have to have them all go that way to make a real dent. But I think the, po- the, the possibilities there. For sure. And I, I'm curious, what, what do you guys think about Alex Thompson coming into this year? The one, uh, 125, I feel like the top tier is so beefy and good. Like, I don't see any chance he enters that tier. But I feel like there's a there's a second tier around the eight or nine spot where, I don't know, we're going to see some new faces in there. But I, I'm not sure if it's Alex that's going to fit there or not, but there's certainly a spot there. Yeah, there's so many, like... You, you get that first tier. You get that first tier of guys that's so proven, like Spencer Lee, Sebastian Rivera, yada yada yada, down to like sixth. Ray and then Vaughn. you're only leaving, yeah, Rayvon. And then you're only leaving an out for like. I mean, you're a blood round guy after that. I mean, who? T- tell me who right now. Alex Thompson, Jacob Camacho, Pat McKee, Corbin Joey Myers. Melendez. Corbin Myers is down. McGee. You tell me, you tell me who you feel really confident about breaking into that. Th- there's only two spots left. Yeah, I don't. I don't really. From fully up, you feel really confident. Um, those guys are going to place again. But the next group: Corbin Myers, Michael McGee, Drew Hildebrandt, Drew Matten, Jake Schwarm, Travis Pietrowski, Schroeder, Mackel, Werner, uh, yep. Townsell. Also, um, Zim- I think. Acid's going said Madden. Really? They have Madden listed as 33 on the roster. I know he was – it was a big pull for Drew last year. That doesn't and surprise me. With Michich out. Oh, so Madden will go 33 and then Silva 41? That's that's what I'm starting to think now too. Are you reading tea leaves? Yes. Are you connecting dots? Are you connecting tea leaves? Also, Alex Thompson <laughs> didn't wrestle a ton last year, 10-2, and two, but he lost to Skylar Petri and Pat McKee. Okay. So I think right now this year, Thompson is capped out in terms of how high he can get. Um, He's a qualifier. Yeah. Yeah. Going going forward is where. where Yeah, I think he's. I think he can have. I think Thompson can have a good career. It's just the composition of this weight this year is just so tough. Yep. It's yeah. It's tough. It's tough to break in. When do we think we'll know? If Lovett and Kivon are starting, will that be an ongoing well, will-they-won't-they they thing, or will it just be Nebraska Duels shirts off going out? Shirts off? Mm-hmm. You're going to rest off two boys. That's what's up. I, I think – I mean, I don't know. I won't speak for Willie, but I assumed you put those guys in there because, you know – they're they're gonna wrestle. Well, they're gonna wrestle their best lineup. I think they should. They're gonna, hey. they're gonna they're gonna wrestle their best lineup. I I would say. I don't know when the determination is gonna be made, but I would say. If they should win the spot at the public wrestle off. I would thumbs up it. I would say that's what that's what it's gonna be. Thumbs up. That's what we'll know. Back to what Nomad was saying about Drew Matten. He's listed at one forty one. Joey's listed at one forty one. 
Yeah, and Joey Silva's 133. Ooh. Okay, well, yeah, either way, I do not believe Drew Madden will be the 25 for them. I did not realize the last time I checked, he was still 33. <laughs> He's That's 40, wild. They 41 Oh, my gosh. Let the man it. eat. Yeah. Him, him and more if he rooms with Mason Paris. Can we get some intel on that? That would uh, that would make a lot of sense. Dude, I love – I know Silva at 41 would be cool, but I love – him at 33. I think it's. I think that's a new him and RBY and DeSanto, all those guys battling. And I think everyone's kind of looking up at Seth Gross here, but I think there's a fun battle there. And Silva's a personality. I, I like him. Him and DeSanto had a couple Super 32 finals that were pretty awesome. Yes, and does, to my knowledge, DeSanto has not beaten one Joseph Silva. There's there's a lot of people. Silva kind of like because he doesn't wrestle. Freestyle, does he? No, no doesn't wrestle freestyle, and he kind of like was kind of low key last year. I think he's kind of uh, sort of been under the radar. Perhaps a sneaker. I don't know if he's a sneaker because he's literally ranked number one in the country coming out. Maybe he could be a sneaker this year, though. Okay, he, he did in in high school. He beat DeSanto and RBY. Yes, who are currently number two and number three. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's let's make him number not one a sneaker, but. He's not a sneaker, but if he's if he's in the field at thirty three, he's could he be an Air Jordan intriguing. sneaker? Wow. I mean, I you know I, I wouldn't have as much confidence in him at forty one because it's it's a little deeper. The guy's a little bit more established, but um, down at thirty three and with his style, Roman. I mean, this is how I have it after Gross. RBY, Mickey Phillippe, Ridge Lovett, Austin Gomez, Gavin Teasdale, Montori Bridges, <clears throat> Chad Tucker. I mean, he can go. He can. Who, He'll be favored against most of those guys. Now, yeah. so to me, weighing the Silva 33-41, I'm not sure how we're here, how we're here at the – we're doing Michigan. Yeah, I I, we just need to do Michigan's lineup because we basically did this last <laughs> yeah, show when we, were, when we were convincing that guy I to – I blame Noah, Matt, because he started talking about Matten. Yeah. He we started Madden. talking about Madden. Listen, why are we accusing? This is fine to talk He's about. He's literally wearing a Michigan oh, shirt right now. There's nothing we have to shy away from. Why are we talking about Michigan? This is fine. This is fine. We're, we're I allowed. mean, it's fine. But also, one last thing on Nebraska. How Someone, did we get here? Don't worry about it. We're their, already here. I want to get to their recruits. I'm not done with Michigan. Hang on. Hang on. We'll finish Nebraska, come back to Michigan. Matt Hunt on Facebook. Uh, Nebraska deserves an extra point for having their school colors in their lineup. Chad red, red. Isaiah white. Ooh, <laughs> mind blown. <laughs> my mind is completely blown. Oh my gosh, That's I wasn't been ready like for three that. Three years. We three had years. to go, and none of us put that together. We have point. to retroactively go back and give them an extra point every year into the blaze. They do. That's literally in the rules. So before was, uh, we get back to Michigan, was James. Was James Green ever in the lineup at the same time as Isaiah White? No. That would have no. been, That'd have been Christmas colors. Oh. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> I can't believe how did Greenlee not get greasy and Isaiah White? <laughs> Greenlee. All right, twenty twenty recruits for the Huskers. I really like the the haul they've got coming in. Silas Allred uh, was really impressed with him at Flow Nationals, and I think he could have done better in Akron had he not shattered bones in his body. And sound, but it sounds like he will be back for his senior year. Uh, Jeremiah Reno, they got coming in down mm. lightweight. Serrano, probably the weight 
above him. Dang, uh, I like and then Nathan Nathan Haas, <clears throat> excuse me, Nathan Haas out of California, who I think will be sneaky good for them. And then 2021, the District 11 Whisperer, they got Jagger Condomitty, <laughs> who just plays Super 32. They got him last month, and then Lenny Pinto just committed last night, <clears throat> which Pinto was wearing Nebraska stuff all Super 32, so that one kind of seemed like a formality. But both those guys, yeah, that was super, those... super high upside in Class 2021. That was one of those things that was like a sort of a poorly kept secret. You hear about recruits sometimes, uh, you know, they want to commit to a school, but like people are like around them, just, hey, take your time, take your time. And it's like, just go ahead and do it. <laughs> that was one of those situations. <clears throat> yeah. Okay. So I really do like this team. All, all jokes at Willie's expense aside. I think they're going to have a really solid year. I think even someone like Schultz, man. this That guy had some moments last year. Gave Bo Nickel one of his toughest matches. Probably was his actual toughest match. Actual toughest match. Measurably most he almost difficult. Beat, he almost beat Colin Moore. He does that, like to give Colin Moore tough matches. So he's given the number one guy some tough matches. He gave the Hodge Trophy winner a pretty tough match. Yeah, I think Schultz is someone... I feel like with 41 and 97, they're the ones where, like, well, at this weight, any, you know, a guy that's really good could make some real noise. But then once you've named, like, 15 to 20 of those guys, the weight's actually good. Right. So more Renan, Brucky, Cannell, Holschlag, Sloan, Davison, Warner, Hokett, Gear. Those sound like your Woodley. rankings. Yep. Because you said Renan. They are. Second. They are. But I'm, but I'm just saying. <laughs> yes, they are the crystal ball. But I'm, tell, I'm just saying. Those are the kind of guys I think he belongs in that conversation, right? At least in the conversation. We should talk about him. What, what are you hearing about Peyton Robb? Because I liked him coming out of high school. They love him. They love him. Uh, they loved him. Would you tell us if he oh. didn't love him? We need a code word for when they don't love him. Hate. They hate him. Oh, wow. That's quite a code. <laughs> no, they they – they said, uh, you know, like, watch him going into Vegas. They're like, man, he's really good. He's doing great in the room. He's, And then Vegas was coming up, and they were, like, really excited for Peyton in this bracket. And then, um, and then he did really well. And, and Sammy Sasso was like, I don't know, Sammy might have, like, had a really weird match his first match and sort of kind of gassed but not really oh boy and then so i was like oh my god peyton might you know peyton rob might have a really good one with sasso and i think sasso pinned him quickly in a minute one minute yeah but then rob came back and i think he took third did, did peyton rob take third in that bracket he ended up finishing we'll never know in that bracket beating quincy monday mm -hmm. outplacing jacory teamer also beating Ja'Cory Teamer. Wow. Which helps you outplace people. Okay, I'm all in. <laughs> Sometimes, not always. Not yeah. always. Doesn't always happen. On the back he side, had a, he had a yes. really, really good tournament. Great group of guys. Okay. This this team, I'll say it. Willie won't. He won't <laughs> say it. This 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 team could be top five. Dead or alive. Yeah. I might have you know, I have some things in there. I have like Vens. I'm like all in. I'm all in. In the Coach Crystal Ball rankings, I have I have Vens taking second, which you know he could 
He takes seven. Um, but I don't know. It's the bullet factor. I think will be all right. They have a lot of them. That helps me. Yes. Okay. Now, I kind of want to. I kind of want to talk about Michigan again. Just a little bit. <laughs> I, I want to call the CPs I feel, Michigan. I feel like hour. we didn't. I feel like we didn't talk about Silva very much. Um, we didn't talk about Silva very much. We talked about him for the last four episodes. <laughs> but all right, fine. I'll move on. No, Joe. Go ahead. Joey, C- the, CPs Michigan hour. Please jo- continue. Joey the Pitbull Silva. Um, Bulldog. So here's how here's how I view um, Joey. Like at 41, like like he can't win 133. I feel pretty definitive about that. But he should like he almost like a higher likelihood that he will place very high there. Whereas 41, it's not unreasonable that he would he could win it in terms of Dom get- Demas. Dom Demas is number one, right? So that makes some I think sense. Joey Silva can win 141. I don't know. No. No, rule it wow. out. Don't say those words. I have ruled it out. You rule it well. You can rule it out because he's going thirty-three. Well, I mean, yeah, he is he for sure. Can we get Sean Bormet to call into the show? Sean, just confirm or listening. disconfirm. Sean, if you're out there, hit me up. No, okay, fine. He can't win forty-one. He can't win thirty-three. He just can't win. That says Kyle Bracky. Well, I think fine, fine. I'll move on. They have some. Crazy upside though with McHenry and Silva. Both those guys wrestled at who's number one. McHenry made it at World Teams. Silva, as I said, beat the current number two and number three. Like, but he can't win 141 because Dom Demas, who lost, no, he to, lost to Zach Sherman last year. Well, he so. lost. Well, Dom Demas lost to Ben Freeman. So well, for, that might be. He can't win 141. Huh? Might have been some Florida stuff. Can Ben too. Freeman? Can, no. Everything comes back to Michigan. No, he cannot. Ben Freeman can't. No. Okay. Fine. I'm sorry. Ben Freeman, great hair. Strong flow. You would pick Joey Silver, Dom Demas, Nick no. Lee, Luke Putcher, Mitch McGee, Grant Lee, Kyle Shoup, Chad Red, Tariq Wilson, yes, Max Mary, King G. Feller. <laughs> I wouldn't. He actually, I did. he actually said that several times in shows. He would pick him over all those guys. If there's a pie chart of confidence, <laughs> I'm not saying he gets a bit the the big. He doesn't get the daddy piece of the pie, right? That that would go to Dom or Nick Lee. But he gets a sliver. He wouldn't be in the other. If you're looking at the at the thing that tells you what corresponds to which color, he has his own slice. Okay, he's not just baked into the other section of the 141 pie. That's all I'm saying. He gets a piece of the pie. Would you say let right me, now me, that Joey Silva doesn't get a piece? Uh, yeah. Uh, at 141, where, at 141, where he hasn't even wrestled a match. He doesn't, yeah, he doesn't need to. He doesn't need to. He lost to Zach Sherman last year at thirty-three. Zach Sherman's good. There's at th- what weight is he more likely to place? One thirty-three. Mm-hmm. But I'm just saying he gets a piece. Just give him a slice. Uh, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this, Christian. I can't believe we're talking about Joey Silva. This I mean, he gets Why a slice over Joey Silva's a blue chip. He gets chip a slice group. over Tristan Moran, Ian Parker. Yeah. Oh yeah. I think Christian, I think you're Ian Parker. He's not even started. You don't know that. You don't know that. I don't know that. I don't know that. He might not even start. Etchemendi getting a slice though. Yes, he is. What weight is Joey Silva more likely to take second at? Thirty-three. Yep. Which one is he more likely to win? 
question. Kyle doesn't even want to indulge this question. I I, I, I think you're right. He's I more. Didn't... I don't know. Guess I got to Sounds ridiculous. You do? Well, he's less likely to win 133 because Seth grows. Great. Which means what I'm saying. Okay, he's not beating those guys at the top. So. All right. I'm. I'm apparently we. I I don't know the bet yet, Kyle. But you and I will make some sort of Joey Silva related. I don't know how bet. we can if he's wrestling thirty three. Okay, it'll be a thirty three related bet maybe because you're clearly just you're just not high. Kyle, on your bet should be that he cannot win one forty one and he'll <laughs> wrestle one thirty three. And Christian, will have it's to not pay that you. I'm not high on Joey Silva. I just don't understand how. Because of what he did in high school, you think he can win 141 because pounds so at the often, national tournament next year? How so often what these guys do in high school translates mm. to what they're going to do in college? He's at a good school with good coaches and good partners, and I just I don't know, any I reason to believe. Understand all that? I just haven't you don't seen understand. anything to believe that he could be a national champion this year at 141 pounds. Okay, I I can get I can get why you may think that. What were you saying, Will? You got an SMS text message? I Yeah, I got a text message uh, that Silva hasn't certified yet. I don't – I'm not up to date on certification timeline or rules, but – Well, 41's better still trembling than till, uh till he gets certified down at 33. That's all I'm <laughs> saying. Okay. That is the – that is one of the hardest things about doing these previews. Is hey, like, Are these guys, guys even going to wrestle this weight? I don't know. What's up? I want to do the fantasy draft, like, soon. Yeah, we need, we need to do it next week. Maybe, like, next Wednesday. How do you feel about that? I'm fine. I'll do a fantasy draft every day. <laughs> All right, we've got to do it. Everyone needs to be here. Um, we need a little time. Although, I want, I want full creative control of the sheet because you write mm-hmm. stupid names in there. And you don't. Write I didn't last year. Yeah, you did. You sure did. You one hundred percent did. You did. And you, made, and you made it harder to know who was on whose team because sometimes you would just put like Chenzo or. Well, Chenzo's easy. Bad example. Well, no, but why would you? You have to know what to command F search for. What everyone? Never mind. It's just bad. It's just bad protocol. Period. Now, I'll put social security numbers in this year, and we'll just go by that. Okay, just. that's fine. You know, I'm fine with that. All right, uh, Kyle, are there any shenanigans on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter before I move on to questions from friends? No, move on. All right, moving on. Um, if you could make one NCAA Super Match happen this year, what would it be? I think there's one answer to this question, but I'm interested in others. One Super Match. Well, I know what mine is. I may have to pull some strings. I may have to pull some red shirts of the Olympic variety. But I need more than anything in the world, Dayton Fix and Spencer Lee to have a wrestling contest. I need that. Yeah, they should wrestle. They should wrestle each other. That's the only. That's it. I say it all the time. That is the one. I have to see it. I need to see it in folk style. We might see it at the trials in freestyle or something. But I need it. I need that match in folk style badly. That's actually. Is that actually the only one? That's the. That's the one. I would watch uh, Spencer Lee and Seth Gross in a wrestling contest. Oh my gosh! I've, I I hope that happens at Bill Farrell. Are they both going? Seth it's, Seth Gross is very very strong likelihood. Yes, uh, I don't know. I think Spencer should go. All right. 
Seth's going up 57, huh? They yeah. can't bring back 54 cadet that so- weights for him? <laughs> that sounds like a blast. <laughs> this man wrestled 38 at Fargo in 2013, but... <laughs> 2020 Olympics, 125 and a half, baby. <laughs> that really just called this into question. What was he doing up at 38, up at all these weights for so long? And he's like, I'm not cutting any weight. And he's like, oh, maybe I should cut weight. Okay, so that's the match for me. Um, Spencer, Seth, I just feel like the size, I just think maybe Seth is just a little too big there. Well, and he's going to be a little mm-hmm. too big in freestyle, oh, Yeah, too. that's a great point. It's a great point. So maybe he's not that much bigger after all. Um, any others? I don't think there's a lot of... You give Spencer... Darmstadt Gable would be good. <laughs> Dan Gable? <laughs> Listen, <laughs> why? why uh, I'm just thinking out loud here. But you give Spencer... If Spencer wrestled Seth Gross... In folk style, I would say Seth Gross is going to be too hard for Spencer to figure that out and size-wise and this and that. I mean, right off the top, I'm picking Seth Gross. In freestyle, I think I I, I give Spencer a better chance in freestyle, right? Sinking. Maybe take... I just want... I just so badly want Spencer Lee to wrestle freestyle. He was so much fun to watch just a force of nature and we just haven't seen it and i hope that uh we get to see a lot of spencer lee freestyle this year here here because god here, dang here. he was so good he's really good guy coming off red shirt you're most excited to see asks ben randolph 2040 it's joey silva over here <laughs> yeah i'll say it <laughs> I don't, he wasn't but now, Let's fueled by the hatred of Kyle Brackey? It's not hatred. Oh, you hate you're, I love how you're going to turn it into this. <laughs> you, that, that's y'all's favorite move on me. Anytime I'm a little, little you know, cautious on someone, I'm a hater. So now, a little taste of your own medicine, I don't. When do I do that to you? I don't know. Just, yeah, it's... Just go with it. Willie and this guy. Fine. Fine. So him... <laughs> I'll say him because there's just some mystery. He's more mystery. Like I feel like I know where Sasso and Brayton are gonna be. I'm gonna I'm gonna cheat and say oh. Seth Gross, but actual red shirts, it's uh, Sasso and Brayton. Okay. Just because I, I their matches Sasso. are gonna be phenomenal. You don't love Sasso. You pick against him. You yourself admitting yourself. That was re- that was reverse. That was reverse. Are you trying to reverse jinx him to the chip? Yes. Okay. This is all right. Brock Desert. Wait, question. hold on. Wait, go ahead. It's totally, totally underselling this. Shane Griffith. Great one. You are not most excited to watch Shane Griffith. Quit, quit trying to sound like you are um, a learned scholar. What? That's not I'm your. I'm excited no, to watch him. No. Yeah, but you're just not. You're not the most excited to watch Shane Griffith. He's probably not even the I'm Cardinal excited. you're most excited to watch. Because real woods. Real woods. Yeah, real woods. How about Decoy Teamer? Because you never know what he's going to do. I have an you idea. I actually get. do have an idea That's what he's going to do. He's going to stick his leg out. Yeah, but his matches are always fun. There they're are bananas. He has bananas. How about matches. not? It doesn't exactly fit the definition because it's not true. But Gavin <laughs> Teasdale? Like he's, I think know. he counts. Yeah, if you want to talk about 
this dude's up wrestling right now. Who am I running fastest to the computer slash television screen? Gavin's wrestling yeah. a college match. I'm running probably the fastest. What is the first opportunity we could get to see him in a collegiate wrestling match? Well, he could enter oh, any like open. Some sort of Lindenwood? Or he could go to any open he, he darn well pleases. What, what did... Uh, Bracky, what did Spencer Lee enter his freshman year? You and I open. You and I open. Yeah, could we see him? Like, well, that's not till. He's not till after. That's the not first till match. December. He go to Nichols Junior yeah. in open. November. Harold Nichols is out there. <laughs> <laughs> Nichols Junior. <laughs> the Denison Invitational. Um, Denison. Uh, <laughs> uh, yes. Oh, uh, schedule. So there's a lot of places he could go. They have no Luther on their schedule this year. Okay. Luther but Andros invite. Obviously, that doesn't keep him from going to open tournaments. <laughs> okay. Uh, so that's did did who's who's Kyle's favorite? Well, I said Teamer. Teamer. Yep, I like that one. Hey, but here's the thing. Here it is. Like, like Tom ain't gonna mess around, right? It's not like it's gonna. Like he's not gonna throw Perez, Perez or somebody at thirty three, right? I mean, huh? November twenty, what? November twenty, November twenty fourth. Austin, no, Desanto transferred from Drexel, Willie. He's gonna be there thirty three. Mm, no, I don't <laughs> think. Well, I mean, is that that's the? I have no idea what you're saying <laughs> yeah, right now. Okay. You got to explain this because whether it's Desanto or Teasdale well, or well, Max Mirren second in forty one, they're going to have like. They're not going to have Perez Perez at 133. He also graduated. Yeah, you got to explain what this. What is happening? I've, but wait, explain what here. you're saying, though. Explain what you're saying. I don't know if he should. Because <laughs> this was a hard left turn. <laughs> you know, it's, no, are they going to get Slayton really involved? <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Well, explain it. If you jokers could zip it for a second. <laughs> are you telling me that Austin DeSanto is definitively 100% the 33, starting 33 this year? Because uh, that's be, news to me. I'll be definitive. I'll be definitive. I've yes, been the, definitive the last few shows, yes. All right. Then, well, okay. Then the conversation starts and stops there. If DeSanto's going 33, then there's no reason to proceed. But if the assumption slash uh, uh, possibility that it goes 33 Teasdale and 41 DeSanto, my point is – that they would not put – they would put Teasdale out right away, right? They would – or they would – would they do that thing where they don't make – don't wrestle an attached match until after, like, Midlands? Well, does, uh, Teasdale can't wrestle till second semester anyways. Um, he can't! Correct. Well, he could enter opens, as previously mentioned, but pretty sure he can't wrestle until uh, – yeah, that, so – so there's no hope that on November 24th he wrestles Austin Gomez. He can't wrestle attached until second semester. That's my understanding. So also of note on the Iowa roster, he's listed as a redshirt freshman, meaning last mm. year counted as his redshirt, which is what I assumed was going to have to happen the whole time. Um, he's five four. Jeez. He's not super tall. I don't think that's true. Is that true? <laughs> I don't think it's true either. It says five Who measured four. Gavin Teasdale? Who measured Gavin Teasdale? That's not true. 
So, Will, if you're saying, like, who would they roll out, uh, Southpaw, Paul Glenn, is the other 133 not named Austin DeSanto and Gavin Teasdale listed on their Well, I, here's the thing. I, was, I did not know that he... I did yeah. not know that he could not wrestle till second semester. Okay. Yes, true true facts. All right. Um Well, good. We've got that we've got that squared away. Um No chance of Phil Locks either. He's out, Willie. He graduated too. So no Perez Perez, no Phil Locks. Just can't happen. You know, know what I was saying. Bro- oh, Grothus maybe. Yeah, it could happen. All right. I don't even know where we're going with that. Okay. What? What's going on? Brock Desert at Three Count No Biscuit. He just asks good questions. Sorry, they get asked a lot because they're good. Top five must-see guys. We know DeSanto's <laughs> number one. Here's what I – here's how I measure top must-see. If if you hear <laughs> this guy's up, you are, you are making drastic decisions to get in front of a screen where you can watch it. Who are those people? Would you run across a freeway, a yes. busy freeway? 35's going. It's three. It's five o'clock p.m. and we're at I-35, and you're you got to go Frogger status to watch this match. Who are the guys? Yes, DeSanto I think is the number one because win or lose, outmatched, outmatches a guy, big underdog. It doesn't matter. There's there's a there's an 84 percent chance something you've never seen before could happen with DeSanto, right? Um, so who are those other guys for you? To me, it's the um, the car crash factor, right? Like, what's something something insane could could be going on there? Like, Lezak was definitely one of those. Lezak's up. I don't care who it is, who he's up against. <laughs> could be Jake Schwarm. Could be Gilman. Could be Piotrowski. Could be any of these guys. Or something crazy could happen. He car could, car could, crash factor. Yeah, like um. You don't like you don't look away from it. Yeah. No matter if it's good or bad, it's like I have to watch I have to watch this Lezak Christian Moody match because I you know he might not hold up, right? So one of those guys for me You don't get that reference, no man? I just car crash seems a little extreme of a word. You've never choice. heard that it's like a it's bad like a, car crash can't look No, I up. understand I've I've heard that. I just I don't know that I would use that for Describing this. Wow. Well, one time Ethan Lezak gave up a million takedowns to Thomas Gilman when he was winning by a bunch. I, I yes. remember that. He actually did that a lot. Yeah. But that's why we love him. That's why we love him. Um, that's why we miss him. Uh, all right. If we're talking car crash um, factor, which is extreme verbiage, but Austin Gomez is in that. Oh, yeah. That RBY mm-hmm. roller coaster. Yeah. One of the best matches. Well, of he year. did that at Scuffle a couple Twice. times. Twice. He was down yeah. so big. And then just uh, to um, uh, Ty, Ty Smith. Ty Smith. Yeah. Yes. I hope is healthy now. Yes. Because he had very serious health issues last year. Uh, Dom Demas is like oh, that yeah. for me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'll never forget. Incident of Lays, we're sitting there on the front row. And he was wrestling somebody right in front <laughs> of us. And he went all the way across the mat trying an inside trip. It didn't <laughs> even look like wrestling. It Willie, was like nothing you'd ever seen. <laughs> Willie just like... We're not, no one's saying anything. Willie just goes, "What the hell was that?" <laughs> I was like, was I was, so I was like typing. I was working, and I'm typing, and I'm like this, and I just see this flash. And I'm like, "What the hell was that?" Because he's he's, he's like a Tasmanian devil out there. He is. He is must watch. You know, I, I think Deegan is like 
I just want to see what he does next. Yeah, what are you gonna, like, what are you gonna do, buddy? What's your plan here? Just you never, you're yeah. never quite sure. No, he's a good one. Um, oh, I love Sebastian Rivera too. Yeah, he's got some because he's got some good flavor. He's got some slick stuff. Um, he's just like this warrior, and then you get some celebration stuff. He let Fleetwood have it. Remember last year at Ooh. CKLV? He punches himself in the face. He punches himself in the head. Big. Face he did puncher. the finger wag to Pat Glory last year. Um, he did do that. It, Who like? He's an electric factory. I understand. I understand. You know, the question is like, can't miss, can't miss. Um, it's always anything could happen next. Um, but in that, in a different vein, like what Christian was saying earlier, was um, somebody that's up and you immediately got to run to your TV, like to start the year, because you just want to see what they are. Yes, Gavin. Right, like like you said, like you said, like Gavin. Right, because you just want to see where they're at, how they're doing. Um, yeah, I yeah. just had somebody, and oh, Kyle Cannell. I mean, yeah. I don't know really what he is. <laughs> no I just one. want to see what he is. What is he? Who is he? I don't know. Where Ooh. is he? Happy Valley. Uh, someone who brings all of the firearms and bullets he just buys out the entire stockade nino bonacorsi because he shoots incessantly is one that is very high on my watch list <laughs> anthony you were going, Vol- I yeah, you were I going somewhere else with yeah, that i'm glad you didn't go anywhere else i was like <laughs> yeah i was like it was a second amendment kind of thing <laughs> it was one to me oh yeah the car crash is too extreme but bringing actual firearms and and bullets well you're talking to the guy yeah whose family played gun tag so. i know this guy <laughs> <laughs> we'll play gun tag with your face later. Okay. <laughs> He's got some. <laughs> Katie doesn't listen to FRL. And she was like, and then I, I was telling her about the, um, well, actually your Lizzo comments. No, this is so yeah, funny. Did you, t- did you share those with your wife? <laughs> All right. So yeah, I did. So she's like, she actually asked me Saturday or Sunday. She's like, do you know who Lizzo is? And I was like, and I just, all I could do was laugh. I was like, damn it. I asked, I was like, so did someone tell you? Did someone, I'm like, all right. So this is very funny you asked. So I played her the bit. And as soon as it says, she goes, <gasps> just like this, covers her mouth, aghast that I was, I said it. Um, so she's right there with you, snowflakes. Um, because <laughs> the, uh, of what I said. But then. She she's like you know what I should listen I should listen to the beginnings and because it's kind of funny I should know what's going on because I do this show all the time she has no idea the things I say ever so then she said I listened to she's like Nomad Nomad's disturbed <laughs> like jokingly I'm like I'm like why why do you say that she's like I listened to the FRL in the beginning of it blah 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 talking about his torture techniques I was like so you don't know half of it what's what's going swirling around this guy's head so yeah I, I wanted to little. Yeah, that. Not a single person, but uh, car car crash when they wrestle each other. Um, Stencil in Paris. Oh yeah, someone's getting pinned. I need I need Paris in uh, in under a minute too. They pin each other. Anthony Valencia, that guy. Mm -hmm. He will he will jump over, dive under, double leg through. (laughs) Should have been a high jumper. He, there's a, he'll yeah. dive under. He'll jump over. He'll three sixty around. Yeah, he's a whirling dervish too. He's just all over the place. So Anthony Valencia, and of course, <clears throat> you're gonna watch the goat Ben Darmstadt. 
because that guy will give up his legs and four to five takedowns in a match before pinning you. Um, Taylor Lujan is definitely up there as well. So there's a lot. That's our, our top five is around 14 guys, Brock. <laughs> be cool with that top five? NBD. NBD. All right. Next question. This is a good one from Jordan Burroughs' hairline. Is Richie Fig still committed to ASU? Saw he was taking visits elsewhere. He's not super committed. This better be. If, if you're committed, you, you shouldn't need a, a visit, right? Yes, Richie Figs is still committed to ASU. However, he is taking his official visits, and this better be a positive Jordan Burroughs hairline. We will accept no Jordan Burroughs hairline. He has a great hairline. Okay, this is a positive hairline. That was a question. That was a question we had. An FRL question was like all the attributes we talk about with Jordan. Is That's why I'm, I'm making sure that this is this is related to that because. Well, of course. <laughs> yeah, there is a negative to his hairline. I just read the next question. Oh, so no, no one wants Just to talk about the, talk about the. Uh, he did say he was taking a visit. So he posted he's taking a, a visit to Michigan this weekend. Mm-hmm. He was already there. He yeah. took um, pictures of him posted, oh. but he did say Arizona State was next. So. I'm 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 officially saying it. You're not committed. He's not committed. It's not how it works. I he could still go I, there. They could still be the place he wants to go. This is not the behavior of a commitment. You're not committed if you're taking visits to other schools. Because if you were committed, you, you wouldn't need to visit. Now, should he take visits? Sure, absolutely. But should he have verbaled in the first place if he's going to take visits? That doesn't make any sense to me. I'm just going to say that. Mm. All right. That's, yeah. I don't know. You can still be committed and take your visit. I don't. No. I don't. No, you're not committed because that means you're considering going other places. No. Well, yes, it does. Always. What? He's just visiting. He's just racking up some frequent flyer miles. He's going. Yeah. Have you ever been on a recruiting trip? They're freaking some amazing. Some guys absolutely do that. I think he's open. He I, might be. I'm just saying. Some dudes absolutely just take their visits. That's what Mark Hall said. He's like, guys, you get all this stuff for free. You should take all yeah. five. Yeah. <clears throat> he's right about that. But. I'll say you're not super committed if you're doing all that. Does <laughs> he's right about that? But yeah, that's not what's happening here. Does uh, Dayton Fix liking this tweet mean it's this is going to happen? And this is the tweet from Seth Duckworth. Crazy hypothetical here. If K Brock misses the entire season, gets a medical redshirt, the best lineup scenario next year for Oklahoma State becomes Fix 25, Brock 33, G Feller 41. Right? Could Fix Lee be the NCAA final in 2021? Imagine this. Spencer Lee, NCAA champion. This is – it could be Dake uh, – it's like Dake, Dake, Taylor. Dake Taylor, right? And Spencer could be going for his fourth title in 2021. Dayton Fix potentially coming off making an Olympic team or Spencer Lee coming off making an Olympic well, team. Well, what if Dayton wins the Olympics? <laughs> Olympic champion. Olympic, champ- Olympic <clears throat> champion. Dayton Fix, let's just say it, just for the extra juice – Comes out of red shirt, goes 25 in an attempt to dethrone three-time national champion Spencer Lee, who is also the Olympic champion. In this scenario, they both won the Olympics, let's say, just for added drama. Yeah, I just for the sake of having one be one thing, one be the other. Uh, yeah, that would be incredible. Curveball, what if Spencer Lee redshirts 2021? Because he still has a redshirt available. Then Dayton not- fixed. Then Dayton, that. then Dayton Fix could. I don't know why he would do that. But, yeah, that would be that would be incredible if that happened. <laughs> are, Willie, are you laughing at Jack Kennedy's question? 
Yes, it's the greatest question. <laughs> yes. I don't think we should ask it. <laughs> I, uh, we, we, we're 100% asking it. Ask it, Willie. <laughs> okay. Raise his uh, he was so brave. <laughs> he was so bold until he had to actually ask it. Now Jack he- Kennedy, at JD Kennedy fourteen. Can you call a? Can you call a gal husky? <laughs> can you? Yeah. Yes. Should you? Almost. Probably not often. That was kind of our thing with the Lizzo thing, CP. Yeah, but it was like, yeah, you Christian, can say that, but you shouldn't. You what? You're gonna you're you're gonna say Husky's out. You can't call a girl Husky. But hey, should you know I have who Lizzo? Lizzo. Oh, that fat per- should I have said oh, she is that the skinny rapper? Is she skinny? You'll never understand I'm our not, point. I'm not like, even we tried to explain. We tried to explain this to you. Spade tried to too as well. You're just never gonna get it. I get. I get it. I do understand it, but I'm just fighting back against uh, conventional thought. I think, you know, can you call? You shouldn't call your gal husky, probably. Unless she's so husky. If, if that she is, is the case, then so why you, should you call? No, anyone? I retract it. Yeah, you it. should take that one back. No. I retract. <laughs> I retract. I retract. You can call your gal husky. Yes. Well, you wanted to be nice to you. Yeah. What are you talking about? Well, uh, I don't. CB, shut up. If you have a fat Stop girl, talking. you don't call her fat because that's not going to be good. It's not going to end well. Some they might embrace gonna, it. You know, they might embrace that. They may like it that they uh, are. No. If you have a fat girlfriend and you say, <laughs> "Looking great," you know you're kind of fat. That's how's that going to go? <laughs> that, that's bad advice. Don't take advice. Don't take love advice. Thirteen uh, years of marriage, for whatever that means. Um, Bracky, no, we can't help him. He's too I, far gone. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't know what to. Now, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> All right. Yes, actually, yes, actually, keep it, yes. Keep it going. Come on, say keep it, it going. Keep it going because this is this this is absolutely yeah. absurd. I I like Emma Bruntail's question. Somebody asked. Yeah. That. If Bon no, Rodriguez, I, I need to know what pile. <laughs> I was going to say now. Now, a, a, pre- a pregnant. Woman, you Jesus should definitely Christ. not. You should <laughs> definitely not, because that's not their normal state, right? And it's kind of hey, you know. You're talking about not being a snowflake and just being honest. Well, it's different, right? It's like, I mean, your belly's huge. Okay, that's one thing, but well, you're you're fat now. Well, there's another human inside you. So, all right, Emma, <laughs> let's get to Emma, uh, whose size is unknown at this point. If Bon Rodriguez and Musakai have ever wrestled, who would get tired first, and who would have the best antics? <sighs> I think size is known. She wrestles all the time. Okay. Well, not to me. Um, I think Musakaev. I mean, his he had. Speaking of magnum opuses, his was on full display at the 2019 <clears throat> World Championships. I mean, I think over time, Bon has a a, a nice ledger. But the things I've seen Musakayev do, he he faked a, we'll just call it a groin injury, for a really long time. Like, he milked that for everything it was worth. Um, I, I think it's him. He would get tired. He definitely would get tired first. And he would have the best <laughs> antics. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yes. Well, Nomad's so sad about my size comments, he can't even, can't even elaborate here. 
Over <laughs> under. <laughs> over <laughs> under. Six and a half NCAA champions from the Big Ten. This is our last question. We gotta oh, go. my God. No, it's not. The next one is. Wrestle die a cat. Never wrestle die a cat's fan. Uh, who knows right now? Okay. Six and a half. I'm glad wrestling wrestle never dies as a cat fan is back. By the way, I don't think he. I don't think this is the same one. I think if you compare the, the posting one. style of the the guy on the boards versus this Twitter guy, very different, dude. All right, you can ask the next, that, co- next that question. That guy is yeah. special. He's extra special. So realistically, the real never die could a cat be nine. Fan? I'll say over six and a half. Well, yeah, it could be. It could I mean, be. I mean, yeah. outside of 184, where the highest ranked guy is number seven. And Zahid Valencia exists. Everything else, it is eminently possible Big Ten wins. The 25 Spencer, wins. 33 gross, 41 Nick Lee, 49 Sasso, Braden Lee. 57, Ryan Deacon. 65, Caleb, Caleb Young. Caleb Young also in there. 74, Mark Hall. Uh, 97, Colin Moore. 285, uh, There's seven Caleb. where it's like very likely that they will win. Actually, I have six. Really? Be, uh, mm-hmm. Is six as likely or six is? No, I mean in my crystal ball predictions. I have gross. Who's I winning twenty five? But do you think they you think they can hit nine? Who do you have at twenty five? Yeah, that, yeah, they could hit nine. Yeah. No, I don't think they could hit nine. I think they could hit eight. Which one do you yeah, think is definitely out? Fifty seven. I mean fifty seven, seventy four. Who I mean, you're you're taking somebody other than Seth Gross? No. No, we're talking about fifty seven. I'm saying it is it is very possible Ryan Deacon wins. Yeah, possible, but I mean, you're not picking them, are you? No. Okay. That's not the question. I mean, they. Uh, yes, it is. The question isn't. The question is not how many weight classes does Big Ten have a title contender. That's not the question. Well, I know, but if, the if you're saying under that, they, six and a half. that they have nine, it's not. It's it's. No, the question okay isn't can they. The question isn't can they. The question is on. Saturday night in March, how many champs will the Big Ten yeah. have had? That's the yeah. question. Got I'm going it. over, and I don't think it's—I don't think it's going to be nine. I'm taking over six and a half. Over. Life's too short to bet the under. Wow. Speaking of That's over, it. I think this show is over. So Wait. Maybe, maybe for good after today's comments. You don't want to ask Mason Bressels. What's Mason Bressels? No, I don't know uh, if I can ask it anymore. Oh, gosh. Yeah, the bathroom update. No, we can. We can? Okay. Yeah, go. I'll ask it. All right. Being the th- yeah. th- the threat of termination didn't stop the bathroom vandal. Is it time to post a bulldog at the door to both test how tough they are and possibly stop the bathroom assaults? <laughs> Hashtag bulldogs aren't tough, says Mason. Mason, that's a really bad take. Um, also... I know um, the Bulldogs my parents have, they love to chew on bottles, like the empty bottles. Mm. Um, so they would actually be really good at the door because they would snuff those things out. And, yes, the person is still on the loose. We thought, guys, we're every time we think we're really close, we thought we had the perp identified and nailed, 
and uh and he, this, the person of interest had an alibi and uh so it's gonna be tough we're, we're was he brought closely. in for questioning he no not at this time not at this time so how does a person have an alibi without being asked a question because <laughs> there's ways to determine alibis i can't i can't Again, so this, this investigation is again. <laughs> this investigation is ongoing, and uh, we can't divulge certain details. Um, so yeah. it wasn't an alibi. Y'all were just wrong, and you figured it out that you were wrong on your own. Uh, yes. <laughs> well, no, no, it's an alibi. We saw he was uh, he was somewhere else. So anywho, we we're we're no closer than we were, and it's uh, it's. I'm worried they're going to frame the wrestling team. I'm just going to say that. I'm worried. Yeah, right. I'm not, I'm not worried about that. All right, Kyle's not worried. Yeah. Okay. All right. Hey, next, tomorrow. No, hold on. Willie, do you know this? You probably know this. So you know, we talked about <laughs> expanding FRL. Well, we're, it's a slow expanse to five days a week. But we're going to have it tomorrow. Slow play. Slow play. We're going to have it tomorrow. Do you understand, Willie? Yeah, we're having FRL on Wednesday. And Thursday. So tomorrow we will not have Caleb Blakeman do his alien hour, but on Thursday we Thursday? will. Yeah, that'll be going down. Speaking of Caleb, feel free, young man. Play us out. Get that sweet outro music playing. We got a lot to talk about because, dang, the season's almost here. A week and a half out from the first whistles blowing. <laughs> I cannot wait. Um, More Joey Silva talk tomorrow. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Give me uh, Joy Silva if you're out there. Give me, give me some more talking points. I can come up with them on my own. Why you guys? I wonder are... if he's still gonna wear. He has like a. He used to wear this like Gucci sweater. I hope like Burberry. So. I don't know. It was it was I a feel very like, gaudy sweater. I feel like him and, and Michich will have a good. Uh, I feel like Michich has mm. a good fashion flavor. Those two at the 3341 range, not just in wrestling ability, but. The, the swag factor out of control we thank you guys for listening to 417 strong of flow wrestling radio live as mentioned tomorrow we all need to remember we know you'll remember that's the one thing we can count on we just put the thing up and you guys flock to it we are so appreciative of that ohio state wrestle offs thursday live on flowwrestling.org we will see you then but we'll see you tomorrow also see ya